this podcast is not sponsored by audiobooks.com. Why not? It's bad. Take a crazy look. Don't do it. Why not? I can give you a lot of reasons. Hillary Duff's books. Don't make In me. In Cinderella stories, you'll hear us a lot. So nope. why not? Why not? Why not take a crazy look? You can't make why me. Not Don't do it. Hey. No. Welcome to Cinderella stories. With a Z. My name is Dan. I'm Al. And we're reading the novels of actor Hilary Duff, chapter by chapter. Still not sure why. Al, why do you think we're doing this? Because you're making me. Send help. Oh, no. Send wellness check. I think we're having a great time. All right. We're currently (laughs) reading the sequel to the 2010 New York Times bestseller from Simon & Schuster called Elixir. This sequel is titled Devoted. It came out in 2011. On this episode, we're talking about chapter 13. These chapters don't have names. Al, what would you name this chapter? Dirty 30. (laughs) You know what? I agree. Dirty 30 it is. Mine's coming up. You're invited. If you're listening, come to my birthday party on December 10th. I'm going to have a bubble machine and body painting and beer pong. And chaotically bring together several uh, groups of friends of mine. Um, it's going to be horrible. I really wish I could be there. Yeah, some of the boys are afraid to talk to girls, and the girls are also afraid to talk to girls, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Like a middle school dance. It is going to be like a middle school dance, but with, like, (laughs) straight men and gay women. Like, (laughs) those are my friend groups. Excellent. And, and like, yeah, other gay men just thrown in front for fun, you know. Spicy. The LGBT community and then my, like, token straight friends. If you're listening, you haven't listened to another episode of our show. We don't expect any of our listeners to read along or listen to previous episodes. In fact, we suggest you don't. On on that note, one of our listeners is the co-writer of these books, Elise Allen. If you're listening, Elise, thank you, and we're sorry. I'm only a little bit sorry. And also, thank you for this chapter, Elise. This, I'm going to say it right off the bat, this is my favorite chapter so far. Okay, I do, of course, love this chapter. It's my vibe, of course. But we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be disappointed. I'm already pre-disappointed. Uh, after this. Yeah. I after mean, this. Yeah, this, this, yeah, this, this is too gonna, good to be true. This is too good like to be true. That's like the whole book is they'll give us like one cool chapter and then it just is. It doesn't <laughs> and then matter. the next one's bad. It's horrible. It's like Bond movies. Like every third one is like, bit. oh, this could actually be good. <laughs> and then yeah, it's like, I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, no. I'll like watch it. I'll, be, I'll watch it and be like, why don't I like James Bond movies? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> fucking terrible. That's right. But every once in a while, there's one that comes out like, oh, wow, this is a good series. <laughs> Fooled you. All right. Are you ready for my, my chapter summary? Yes. Did you write a chapter summary? I have to ask. Um, I did not because, listen, this isn't really a podcast about this book. This is a podcast where um, I get to talk about wherever I, whatever I want because it's my podcast and not yours. Um, the voice cast for Kingdom Hearts. Uh, like, I know that I, like, consciously know about this, but, like, you know, I, it's not like I didn't know these things, but I just, like, really, today was really just, like, yo, they really were, like, every 90s pop star. Haley Joel Osment, Sean Astin. Mandy, Mandy Moore? Moore? That's right. 
Good stuff. Well, can we talk about that later? That's no, good shit. I wanna, no, I want to talk about Kingdom Hearts, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, it's absolutely fucking wild. Um, I'm just like, why? That's a really good cast. Going through, yeah, the cast is incredible, and I ne- I never give the series it's like due that the voice acting is incredible, and it's they. I mean, there's like established game voice actors in Kingdom Hearts also, but like there's just these random fucking celebrities like i still haven't gotten over that britney snow is fucking nominee i've been processing that one for decades and i'm still just like whoa really dude whoa um, yeah it's iconic it's very iconic and uh you know sound off duffheads your favorite uh kingdom hearts role excellent um are you ready for this chapter summary before we go back to talking about kingdom hearts I kind of just want to talk about Kingdom Hearts, but whatever. I'm gonna we'll, we'll come back to Kingdom Hearts. I'll let I promise. you talk, we'll have, yeah. We'll have another Kingdom Hearts corner. With a K. Chapter 13. Clea Raymond, socialite, whatever, we don't care, and her dweeby incel boyfriend slash suitor, Ben, are bound and he's gagged. I'm gagged. In a Humvee underground Cincinnati, Ohio. They are there because Clea is trying to track down her gross, immortal boyfriend, Sage. Who isn't? Who is being held captive by saviors of eternal life. This Illuminati-type group who once guarded the elixir of eternal life that he drank, whatever. The woman leading their kidnapping slash tour is Sloane, the hottest woman on this god-green earth. God, she's my dream woman. Their driver, the smelly European goon, is named Damien. They drive into this deep underground sleeper cell. It's very well lit and awesome and very like a CrossFit gym. Yeah. It's full of young children, teenagers, and people in their 20s who are soldiers of a cursed vengeance. Descendants of the people who forced Clea's grossy mortal boyfriend into drinking the elixir of eternal life centuries ago. Now they are a badass CrossFit IDL gang out to break the curse. The curse being they die before they turn 30 years old. After a brief tour by this goddess of a woman, Clea and Ben are hesitant to join up with a group who wants slash needs Sage dead. Sloan offers a deal. Curse of Vengeance will help them find Sage, and they will give Clea a head start with Sage before they hunt down and kill him. Good luck. Good luck. Did I miss anything? Um... I don't think so. Yeah, I definitely am rooting for these people more than I am for anyone in this book. Good for them. 100%. So, new character alert. We have Sloane. Who is the best character I have read in a book in a long time. Yeah, why can't the book be about her? I don't care about anyone else. Sloane drops multiple F-bombs. Yeah, this right they say the fucking. Fuck they say the fuck word in this chapter. It's great. They finally say fuck. Someone finally let Elise Allen say fuck. <laughs> Thank God. Thank fucking God, dude. I actually highlighted every time she said fuck, shit, damn, shithole, shithead, shitstorm, shitload, Jesus Christ. She says them all. She doesn't say yeah, the was, C word. She was but. simply praising our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Avi. Right? No, just kidding, folks. Christianity is a scam. Happy Fourth Night of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Christianity really is a scam. Catholicism is a disease. I'm sorry. Um, 
It truly is. If you've been paying attention to the news in this country today, and don't come at me as the, oh, you're not Catholic, you can't say that shit. I have done my time. I went to Catholic school for 22 years. Do that math. It's horrible. I have been to mass more than the average Catholic. I will fist fight you. I got an A in Catholicism in high school. It's a disease. Confirmed. There are five F words that I counted. You know how they say you shouldn't talk about uh, religion at like dinner parties or in polite conversation? I like bring up religion right away. Is that weird? This is a time of year where I let myself be unapologetically insane because of trauma TM. So like, you know... The part of me that once just wants to go, it's Sagittarius season. Um, astrology is not real, listeners. But I kind of like being like Sagittarius season. I'm so chaotic so that people won't be like, are you okay? Because I'm not okay. Um, but it's Sagittarius season. What's up? At the podcast, tell us something chaotic and destructive you've done in the name of astrology. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. We, um, so Sloan, <laughs> stay on track. <laughs> Because this is a big chapter. I want to make sure we get through everything. We have another new character by the name of... Damien. Also known as Rotmouth. The heavily tattooed European goon who kidnapped or tried to kidnap Clea back in Rio de Janeiro. Okay, and he should have succeeded because, like, I don't care about Clea. I, I, I think bad things should happen to her because she's not a good person. But... Damien is metal and he's also sucks. I, okay, I don't think so. She's like talking. He's like rot face and she's saying all this stuff about his like bad breath and his like black teeth and scarred and abused body. And we find out he's 21. And the description of what he's been through is like three people who were scattered, stayed on the run and had piss poor lives where everything went. Oh, wrong. yeah. The, the people who who uh, who tried to uh, kill Sage or made him drink the elixir way back. Yes. The, yeah. The, so the he's like a, he's ancestors. like obviously addicted to some horrible drug. And that's why his his body is like this at 21. And she's just being so fucking rude. Well, to be fair, he does kind of. Um, Oh, I forgot about the boner. Her. I forgot about the boner part. I was about yeah, to mention the boner right. part. I forgot about the boner. There's a boner in I, this book. I really want to be on Team Damien, but I just can't. The only Team Damien I'm on is in Mean Girls. Yeah. Glen Coco? Fall for you, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco. I, I mean, no, no, no. I don't think I'm on Team Damien. I think I'm on Team, like, harm reduction and not automatic team vilifying people who are addicted to drugs. I'm on I'm on team leftist hippie. We all knew that. It is very eat the it, I feel like it's very eat the rich of her to just be like this guy is disgusting. The things she's like, disgusted this by man are sexually not the harassed you should be me. Yeah. yeah. You could just be like this man sexually harassed me and he's terrible. You don't have to be like this person's gross. We do have the first mention of a bulge this entire we do have the, series. God, yeah. Bulge, Bulge there's check. A, a bone. This is the bone. Yeah, boner check. Our uh, first boner check, our and first it's boner uh, check. not a good one. <laughs> Only you would think that you could hide that powder blue, puffy sleeve. It's kind of a peasant dress, but it might just be a baggy disaster of questionable fiber content that you wore to the spring dance. I would like to share a fashion check for our wonderful icon Sloan, and let's just run down our favorite Sloan moments after this fashion check. Are you ready? Yeah. Lizzie McGuire, you are an outfit repeater. So Sloane gets the best fashion check we have gotten this entire book. Yeah, she has the only good outfit. In this is my favorite fashion check we have read in memory. So in this on page 203, right off the bat, right when this chapter begins, 
She was tiny, and her ragged jeans and drab white tank top clung to a body ripped with muscles. Her long hair grew black at the roots, but was bleach blonde beyond that, and was pulled into a greasy, slick ponytail. Her arms bore full sleeves of vivid tattoos, what looked like scenes of death and dismemberment. The one I can best make out was on her right bicep, a ferocious wolf with blood-stained teeth disemboweling an agonized boy. That rules. The wolf's eyes peered up from its work and glared out of the picture, as if warning anyone who looked that they'd be its next victims. Yeah. God damn! What a fashion uh, check. Yeah, I like her. Oh, 12 out of 10. Uh, 50 out of 10. Perfect fashion. Yeah. The, I'm honestly... The descriptions in this chapter, it's like it's like two different writers wrote this book. It kind of is, yeah. I feel like this might be an Elise Allen chapter and the other ones. Well, I don't know. This could also just be Hillary trying to be edgy, you know? Does she know what being edgy is? You've seen her dance. (laughs) Well, hey, listen, we know that Lizzie McGuire reboot was cut because they wouldn't let Lindsay cheat or have sex. I think she actually has an edgy side, too. We just don't see it because the media won't allow a former child celebrity to revel they will let them be in kingdom hearts though <laughs> that's right that's the closest kingdom they get. Hearts said child actor rights they either go to rehab or they disappear or they remain wholesome people like hillary duff forever they're not allowed to be any of combination of the three i think you that's know? kind of a healthy trajectory from child star to like voice actor beloved by people who attend anime conventions like i really think that I said that and then like I was like thinking about like okay well I forgot what I was talking about Would you like to go into some favorite Sloan moments from this chapter? Yeah, oh wait, I have my favorite. Okay. <clears throat> this is 204. Uh he swept his hand under my knees, pulling me into a fireman's hold, then climbed up and tossed me in the back seat of the car just as Ben dropped down on the seat next to me. "You sure you're okay?" I asked him again. The woman spun around in her seat. Get over it. He's fine. <laughs> and my favorite is early on, the, on that page on 204. Uh, I try not to breathe as he pulled me close, crushing me into his body. Jesus Christ, Damien. Pick her up and dump her in the car. You're not dancing at the fucking prom, the woman said. Yeah, we like Sloan. We like Sloan, Sloan a lot. Is good. The next page, uh, they are racing towards his concrete wall or whatever. I'm Sloan, she nodded to the road in front of us and grinned. Check this out. It's like six fucking flags. Top of 206 is another favorite of my Sloan moments. I'd like you to read it, please. <clears throat> what am I reading? Top of 206, the first little paragraph. Sloan pulled the stub of a much-mouthed cigar from her sports bra and lit it up, sucking it until it smoldered. God damn. What a perfect woman. Yeah, she's great. (laughs) It gets better. Uh, So she's 26, we find out, because she's going to be dead in four years, which is metal. Did she say years or months? Oh, yeah, months. She's 29. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, I'm older than her. That's right. by, by, uh, By three months. I've got 12 days left of being. Ooh. got 12 days left till the curse gets me. That's right. Until until you die. Until I die. 
Um, probably by a grilling accident at my 30th birthday party, because I will be grilling. Honestly, that's how I'd want to go out anyway. One of my favorite activities, grilling while intoxicated. There is a big owl moment on 209. What is that? I'm going to read this, meaning that I that it's almost like you inserted yourself into this character and, and, and drag queened as, uh, as Sloan here. Where Sloan says, Hope you didn't wet yourself, Sloan said. She grabbed the folding knife out of her jeans pocket and whipped it open. The blade was dangerously sharp. Nice gut hook, I said. I do that, actually. I really, I do that. I do that a lot. I just, like, when I, I, the knife comes out and people kind of understand who I am. You're a knife guy. We have another knife guy listener, by the way. We do? We have another knife guy listener? Jake from Canada, one time we were uh, on the voice chat before our movie night, and it was MXP, and we heard this, like, flicking noise. We're like, what's that? He's like, oh, my knife. <laughs> he was just playing around with a knife. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, if I'm, if I'm at home, I'm not going to play with knives, because that's for being in public. I'm, I've got my swords at home. I'm going to play with swords. Oh, um, boy. I actually, I don't own any sharps, to clarify. I do want to buy a sharp one day, but they're, like, pretty useless. You, you can't really spar with them because you would actually kill someone. But um, kind Lame. of appealing for self-defense. Right? What a, what a way to go out. Yeah, I mean, this chapter is really cool, but I, 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 the next chapter is going to make it less cool. And it's not. The well, let's not let's gonna enjoy this like one while this. Lasts. I don't think I can do that. I think I was already disappointed when I was reading it because I'm like, it's not going to stay this cool. Oh no, this is that's so existential. No, 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 no. She's gonna ruin it with the romance for this sage guy who sucks. I do think they should capture him. I think they should. I'm like cheering for these people. I think they should win. I am rooting for Sloan entirely, yes. Yeah, I don't think I I care about Clea, and I've been saying that from day one. Also, they drive a a golf cart, which is my favorite vehicle of all time. You love golf carts? I can see that. I love golf carts. You're a golf cart. I'm a knife guy. You're a golf golf cart cart guy. guy. <laughs> together the we're unstoppable. Genders. Yeah, the two, truly the two genders. <laughs> well, because you know, like even in like video games, like Grand Theft Auto, you can you know steal a tank, but I still love stealing the golf carts. In a video game, <laughs> on page two eleven, when we reveal that Sloan is going to die at age thirty, um, you know she's explaining, "I'm lucky if I if I stay around for another four months." He says, "What happens in four months?" Ben asks. I fucking croak, she said, then winked at me. Unless I kill your boyfriend first. That's the plan. And then um, Clea says, you believe the curse is real? Sloan gave a single barking laugh. Ask that again and you'll see how fast my gut hook can take out your jugular. And this is where I think that this is this is our true audience insert character. This is we have combined you and yeah, I now. It's fucking book. yeah. It's it's fucking stupid that Clea asked. You believe the curse is real? Like, duh, dude. She's probably seen people turn thirty and die. We never really see people call out Clea like this. So I'm just yeah. And then she gets Clea to apologize and admit that oh, she yeah, was, that was rude. Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't, Which I've never seen her do like, that before. I'm sorry. That was rude. It's like yeah. Well, it fucking was rude. That's right. And then uh, here's a metal bit. I want you to read this part on page 213. Another Sloan highlight. I'm just going through Sloan's greatest hits here, yeah. if you don't mind. This is, this, this is as good as this is going to get. 
Yeah, so bottom of 213, second to last paragraph, where it begins with, um, uh, they need to grab sleep when they can. Just for context, before you read this, um, Clea and Ben are being taken on this tour of their training center for all their soldiers. And they're noticing these bunks with a lot of people in them, including little kids. Are you ready to read that? They need to grab sleep when they can, even if bombs are going off around them. So don't whisper. Yeah, they're kids. We stick them up top so they get over any fear of heights bullshit right away. Not on the very top. That's reserved for people getting their party on. Gotta keep the new soldiers coming, right? <laughs> but I don't understand, Ben, ben said. Says, you act like you're tra- says. Oh, oh, yeah, hang on. I took, I took umbrage at this line because it is my hobby. Um, you act like you're training for war. But as I understand it, and forgive me if I'm wrong... He didn't sound frightened, but he was a little cuck incel who needs to shut the fuck up. But I could tell he was choosing his words carefully. The entire mission of Cursed Vengeance is to find and destroy one man, Sage. Your ancestors were cursed because they stole the elixir and forced him to drink it from a puddle in Ethiopia. Now you need to undo that crime by returning the elixir to the earth. That's how to break the curse. And to do that, you have to empty the elixir from Sage, come, killing him in the process. Good Ben voice. I didn't care if he was just placating Sloan. It turned my stomach that Ben could talk about killing Sage as calmly as if he were leading one of his college advisees through a tricky mythological passage. Yeah, that's what he calls the pussy because it's mythological to him. That's the mythological passage. Um, You know your shit, Sloan said, but you're clueless about what the hell that means. We're after one guy, one guy who's fucking immortal and has gotten End. very good at disappearing and protecting Cut. himself. He's also got the what? what it's okay. Am I? Just the, what do you want me to stop? What, Dan? I, yeah, I'm I want you to high, stop. I'm t- way too high for this. You've got to stop me, or I'll well, read the whole book. Because the best line is, "We're after one guy, one guy who is fucking immortal." And I wish the chapter ended right there. So we get more of this. I wish you know? the chapter ended with them shooting Ben again because that shit was funny. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we did call. Uh, so, by the way, just to clarify, last chapter Ben was not shot, um, just shot near, and he's a little, he's a little uh, asshole. So we don't care about him. He should have been shot. I got excited. Yeah, uh, and then uh, right after that, Sloane um, sees this little girl shooting a, a, a rifle. He's like, "Nice shooting, James," with a Y. Proud of you. And the girl looked up and gave a rock on sign, and then went back to obliterating her target. Good for her. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah, this this chapter violates a, a couple Geneva Convention, uh, you know, a couple. Just a, just a couple of them. Yeah, a, cu- a couple. Items well, this is Geneva. Convention, this was but... this came out right at the same time that Coney 2012 was taken off. Oh, my God, dude. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's why this didn't sell is the publishers read it like, oh, no, we shouldn't push out this child soldier thing right now. I, OK, I do. In context. <laughs> And not not like it's fire emblem and that's what everyone just does, kind of a context. But uh, the context is that their lifespan is 30. True. So if my lifespan was that I was only going to live to 30 and die horrifically, I, w- I would voluntarily True. be like, yeah, you know what? I may be 12, but I'm not going down without a fight. Midlife crisis. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This girl is this girl's middle aged to them. Well, it should. It feels like almost like they are Mesopotamians, you know? Like Irish potato farmers way back when they only lived to like thirty five. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. You just like you've seen the movie what, what We Do in the Shadows, right? I think we watched. Yeah, it oh together. my god, of course, yeah. 
So remember Jermaine Clement, uh, Vlad. Um... Yeah. Do you watch the show? Yeah, I love the show. But in the movie, yeah. he's like, um, he's like, he, he looks like he's in his 40s or 50s. He's like, <laughs> what, what is he like? 22? He's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back then, I'll, I'll, I'll insert a clip here. I uh, became a vampire when I was 16. And that is why I always look 16. In those days, of course, life was tough for a 16-year-old. And good clip. Yeah, so like on the bottom of 215, it kind of captures that, where they're trying to figure it out, and they realize everyone's under 30. They're under 30, Sloan answered. That's the curse. We die before our 30th birthday, which is usually the capper to a life of pure shit. That's funny because my 30th birthday is in 12 days. I think it's funny that this chapter came up. Yeah, I, I love that we were the show. For the record, I am not one of those people that's like, oh no, I'm about to turn 30. I'm fucking excited. I'm so sick of caring about what other people think. I have like a, I have a grown up job now and like I have enough money to medically transition. Like this is an that's exciting right. you're, time. You're for about me. to be at your peak. I'm fucking thriving. Yeah, I'm about to reach my fucking peak and I'm ready. And I don't care about aging. I'm going to look like I'm 25 for a very long time because I have a transgender man. So I'm not really worried about that. 30, flirty and thriving. Exactly. People are going to look at me and be like, are you a 17 year old boy for the next three years? So that's where I'm at emotionally. It's just second puberty. I wish you luck. Oh, shit. My food's here. Hang on. I like to issue a correction to the previous episode. I said Partridge Family when I clearly meant Brady Bunch. You're welcome, Sam. All right, I'm back. Excellent. I just realized there's only two more things I want to talk about in this chapter, and then we move on to answering those questions from last time. Okay, good, because I'm kind of hungry, too. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is bottom of 216 when they talk about, like, how, did, how, are, how are there so many descendants of these same three people? And basically, Sloan says, they fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. She said, uh, three people were scattered, staying on the run, and had piss-poor lives where everything went wrong. They didn't sleep around, though, and left kids who had no idea who their fathers were or what they had done. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, people go on, have no idea what their grandfathers had done. So, yeah, you're born into the CV, but there's a shitload of kids out there who have no idea. Who have no clue they're part of the club as she's driving the golf cart. Yeah, that sucks. You're like, again, you're like, oh, the child soldier soldier thing is like horrific. And then you're like, well, hey, you're going to die when you're 30 unless you help us kill this guy who kind of sucks. Like, yeah. Fuck yeah. Best, best cult ever. Truly. That makes so much sense why they have guns in Japan. They have nothing to lose. Yeah. Their gym kind of sounds fun. I won't lie. I'd go to the gym. I'd Their gym sounds membership. amazing. Yeah, like I just. It's I a gym up. where they smoke cigars. Yeah, I'm like not a part of their organization, but I like. I feel like you're a cigar guy. Me? Oh, yeah. I I'm allergic to tobacco. That would kill me instantly. That actually surprises me. I'm extremely extremely allergic to tobacco. Blunts get me in trouble a lot because someone will like roll one and they'll be like tobacco leaf. I hate when people put tobacco. And my in my throat. Close. Yeah, I can't do like I have to like really check if someone hands me a joint that it's not a spliff. I'm just like I, I, like my throat will close up. It's bad. The worst is when people put like tobacco in a bong. Ugh. 
gross. That's 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 dirty bitch behavior. I'm sorry. That's I think dirty yeah, bitch I behavior. That sucks. I used to smoke, and that's how I know that I'm allergic to tobacco because I was literally just smoking one day, and my throat closed up, and I went to student health, and they were like, "You're having an allergic reaction. Have you, did you eat something?" And I was like, "I was smoking," and they were like, "All right, so it's probably that." Um, I love I love that like random person in public will ask you for a lighter, and then they'll offer. They're like, oh, would you like a cigarette? I'm like, oh, I'm allergic to tobacco. And then they look back at me and they're like, that checks out. That that tracks. All right. The last thing I want to talk about in this chapter. Are you ready? So it's the bottom of it's the last sentences of the book. It's the last few paragraphs. Oh, I you like got to me read. really excited. I like got excited for a second when you when you misspoke and said that it was the last sentence of the book. I was like, oh, my God, are we done? No, okay. Whew. I wish. What are you saying? So we're talking about the deal they make at the end of the chapter. We touched on it in the summary, but I like to read it as is because the way it's written is brilliant. I don't think we're going to get any good writing like this ever again. Ready for it? 220. I'll read. Uh, you just read Stone's dialogue and I'll read everything else. Are you ready? Okay. I looked at Ben, but he shook his head. He was just as confused as I was. As far as I knew... Sloan hadn't offered us a deal. A deal for what? I said. Your boyfriend, she replied. She replied. You find out where the... (laughs) Fuck, I'm fucking this up. (laughs) You find out where the saviors of eternal life have him? We'll help you get to him. And we'll help you fight them off. If you can get away with him, you go on the run and live happily ever after. For as long as you possibly can. What do you mean if I can get away with him? If you can get him away from us. Sloan said taking a swig of her beer before we kill him. Good. Kill him. Perfect chapter. No notes. No notes. <laughs> but actually, I mean it this time. I actually do mean no notes this time. That was a perfect. Yeah, chapter. honestly. Yeah, I didn't really write much in the margins besides. Um, it looks like all I've got is. Ben has the same energy as that one kid on the magic school bus. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like, can't we go on a normal field trip? It's like, no, the fuck we can't. Cause this is magic school bus and you're being a giant fucking bitch right now. God. Oh, great. Not only do I get slimed by pond scum, but I forget my report. I knew I should have stayed home today. Yeah. So I like to go into our questions now, the ones we didn't answer from last week. Oh, God. Yeah. So in media, media for edits in our chapter, the two questions is what is a story you've always wanted to tell but never had the opportunity? And the what monologues would be the one you would use to audition for these characters? Which do you want to tackle first? All right. So the story one is throwing me because I realized that, uh, I can steamroll through conversations so hard that if I really want to tell a story, I will tell the fucking story and people will listen because a lot of insane things have happened to me that don't sound real. And actually, when I tell the story, I make it sound a little better than it actually is in reality. So I've pretty much told every story that I've wanted to tell, but I'll give you some options of some crowd favorites. Oh, yeah. Go for Give me a multiple choice. Okay, so the time that. I was confronted by armed white supremacists. The time I. The time this guy proposed to me after we were fucking for one week, that was a wild one. Actually, that's not that's not a fun story. 
that was what he had a ring and everything. That's what was really just threw me is I, like, it'd be one thing if like, like a ha ha, we, you know, pussy so fire, we should get married or whatever. But like, no, this man had a ring and he went down on one knee and it was terrifying. Like I guess I told us that was the whole story. I, I don't know. I do this thing where I tell stories and it's like a 50, 50 shot. Doesn't matter the crowd. Uh, 50, 50 shot of like, people will be like, oh my God, that's so fucking funny. Like you told the story in a really funny way and I was captivated by it. And like, that's very interesting that that had happened to you. Um, or people are dead silent. Or like respond like they go like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. That must have been very traumatic for you. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know what story to tell. Because this is a podcast. and I don't know how uh, the audience. No, that, that, I mean, I think the being proposed to after that short amount of time, I think that takes the cake, honestly. That's pretty fun. And that's only like the 22nd most insane thing that's ever happened. To how me. old were you? 25. Jesus Christ. How old was he? 31. Oh, well, he's not a curse of vengeance. He's no excuse. If he was 29, I'd give him a pass. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe if he thought he was going to die within like a week, I would understand. I mean. Working in the New Orleans service industry and. And drinking too much that's that's like basically it's basically what they described in this book i've got a story what's your story all right i don't think you're ready for this i'll tell i'll tell my other story when you're done i, I will tell it i'm just i have okay. a lot of stories so i have many many stories from this one halloween where i dressed up as spider-man You've only been Spider-Man on Halloween once. That is shocking. No, I've been to me. actually. I take that back. I've been Spider-Man at least three times in different okay, formats. That, that is a low number. That was lower than I expected, but yeah. But one year, like everything happened at once that could happen to a Spider-Man, and that's a, that's a ready? compliment. You have like you have like actually, good no, Spider-Man. Vibes. Every time I was Spider-Man, there was a different weird Spider-Man story. I'm going to tell all three Spider-Man stories. One is really short. The other two are medium length. Are you ready? Okay. So. I'm dressed as Spider-Man in the October of 2015. I'm at my friend's place and I black out. I don't remember anything. I just dress up as Spider-Man. And just a heads up, Spider-Man is basically just a skin tight bodysuit at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I don't yeah, remember absolutely. getting home. But I remember uh, I came back to my friend's place after his name is Steven. I was talking with him, you know, smoking, chilling. He was like, you're right, man. Like, yeah. He's like. Last time you were here, you tried to climb the walls. So I got so drunk as Spider-Man, I actually tried to climb the walls. Thank God. God bless. Good. Why, why else would you be Spider-Man if you're not going to try to fucking climb the walls? I also am one of those weird people that I try to climb everything I see. You can't take me out in public. Dan took me out in public once and it was fine. But we, yeah, were, in Texas. we were in Texas, so I was like on. There was nobody around. Yeah, that was my turf. That's right. My second story was in when I was Spider-Man in 2016. This time I went as tourist Spider-Man. So I went with uh, with the opened Hawaiian shirt, uh, some jorts, and then I also had on a lay. And That's I was funny. waiting That's really for funny. the bus. <laughs> yeah, right. I was waiting. I'll, 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 I'm going to put pictures in the uh, the chapter chat when we post this this episode. So join the discord if you want to see photos of me in these outfits at different points, because I've got a few. So I'm waiting at the bus stop at around 7 p.m. because I'm going to go. I'm going to go do improv which is my thing. And I'm waiting at the bus stop and I'm wearing the outfit. And just a heads up in this Spider-Man outfit, you can't see shit. 
All right, you're looking through this like very, you know, this cloth. It's you, you can't see well. I can see shapes. I can see cars. I can see shapes of people. I just can't make any out any details. So I'm where I'm at the bus stop. It is at, right after it got dark, and I'm waiting for the bus. And uh, this guy rolls up in this moped, stops in front of me, and goes, "Hey, going to Waikiki?" I'm like, I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> hey, no. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and there was a weird pause. He's like, okay, have a good day. Like, ah. So he rolled off. And I was like, okay, that was weird. Five minutes goes by. I hear the buzz of the moped come back. He's like five feet away from me, uh, like right off the curb. He goes, hey. I'm like, hey. You want to get your dick sucked? <laughs> and I'm like, ha 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 ha. ha. You said yeah. I, you said absolutely. I, well, here's the thing: is many things went to my mind at that point. All right, because I was like, I was, you know, like a different paths, you know, different uh, dialogue trees. Okay, one, uh, the first option is that he's serious, that he wants to do this, this, this favor, and I'm thinking, no thanks. But you know, so no to be answered that one. Like, okay, serious. Just want to say no to that. A uh, second possible reasoning is that, uh, you know, he's joking around, you know, he's yanking my chain, <laughs> uh, you know, just being a bro about things, you know, like tell me I'm going to you know go get laid or whatever. The third option is that he's uh, possibly a pimp uh, <laughs> of some kind. And I decided to go with the safest, op- safest option, which was the least threatening option, which was B. <laughs> I decided to laugh it off because I felt like the safest possible response. Yeah, pro- you know, you. Yeah, that's valid. And I did. I did the chuckle. There was a long pause where I realized that it was probably A. <laughs> and let's break this down here. If you offer to suck someone's dick who's wearing a Spider-Man costume, just keep in mind that when the in order to actually do the task, you're not with Spider-Man anymore. <laughs> you're with Spider-Man's uh, shins. <laughs> Yeah, like because it's very true. You, you take it off at the top, so it's like you're only twenty five percent Spider Man at that point. This was just <laughs> That's a very low percentage of Spider Man to be <laughs> in such a public situation. That's right, and so I, that, that's just funny to me. Anyway, they rode off, and I was a little bit afraid because it was very dark. I couldn't see any details. Didn't know what he looked like. And from then on, I was always wondering if I if I'd been passing by this this mystery uh, prepositioner all this time. Yeah. Uh. That Spider-Man 2017 was by far the most unhinged. All right. I went to Waikiki, uh, which is both the best and the worst place to go on Halloween in Hawaii. Halloween in Hawaii is actually pretty fucking awesome. Like people go all out and it's still kind of warm enough so people can like have fun with it and not be like, you know, wearing a winter jacket over it. That sounds exactly like New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, I bet I bet it rocks. But but it was also some people also like fly out for this and they go all out in this huge just like strip in Waikiki, which basically like Bourbon Street. Yeah, exactly. Is just dedicated to people going up and down in their costumes. It's like this big pedestrian mile goes like a mile long. It's awesome. And I decided to go as Princess Leia Spider-Man. Where I wore a Princess oh, Leia yes, I remember dress this and wig over my Spider-Man outfit. And it was the best. It was awesome. I had a great time. In this outfit. All right. So I'm with some friends, uh, Chev and Terrace, really good people. And Chev uh, knew some people who knew some people who could get us into this really exclusive, awesome party everyone tries to go into at the Hyatt. It's this Hyatt rooftop bar situation 
that like everyone waits like a, a block and a half to get in. Like it's like it's the place to go, you know, that's not expensive to get into on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's like 30 bucks to enter. It's still like a little bit, but it, it's the place. So he knows people can get us in. Uh, there is two women. I forget what the other one person was wearing, but but it was Wonder Woman. And then I think she was dressed up as a, as a fairy and they got us in and they were Chev's friends from work uh, who worked at the, the TV station. And right when they get in, uh, Chev and Terrace go off and disperse. And so does the other woman. And then Wonder Woman turns to me and goes, buy me a drink. I'm like, OK, all right. OK. And so I like go wait in line and the line just takes fucking forever. <laughs> and I have this little pouch of money that I set aside for the night and I'm running low on it. I basically use the last of my cash to buy these drinks, one for myself, one for her and one for her friend, because the reasoning was, OK, they got us into this place. I'm going to pay for these drinks. going to cost less than it would for, t- for a ticket, whatever. And who knows? Maybe she's hitting on me. So I come back with the drinks. And she downs it like right away, like immediately, like in one fell swoop, she downs the whole drink, which is like an AMF or something, which is Aloha Motherfucker, also known as a Long Island Ice Tiba Blue. Oh. And then she says, buy me another. Like that. <laughs> and I just oh. go, uh, I, 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 at this point, oh. I'm like, okay, like, no. <laughs> I, I, and I was buy like, you know, one. the reason was, yeah. <laughs> well, at that point, I was like, I, I'm out of money. And that was the truth. Like, I literally just ran out of cash for the night. Like, I was done. Like, I, I was all out of possible because I know my wallet on me. I'm dressed. I'm in a dress and a Spider-Man outfit. There <laughs> are no tight, pockets. Skin tight, so yeah, no pockets. Right, I've no got this pockets. little pouch that I had everything that I stuffed in, like, the very corner of the <laughs> Leia belt. And it basically had my ID and cash. <laughs> That's all I had in there. And I was out of cash. And she was like, I don't believe you. Like I I I I don't have I I it's like buy me another drink like I got you in here fucker I'm like whoa whoa and like I'm, I'm kind of like whoa what the fuck and then she and then we're right in front of this pool and she's I'm gonna throw you in that fucking pool I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> and then she said it and I'm not joking looking back I didn't realize the connection she goes I know Kavakran yes oh my and god then, you were visited by the spirit of this book. Keep in mind that I don't really have shoes on in this outfit. Very slippery. And so, so begins this very, very delicate, like, resistance of me trying to not get pushed into this pool by this random Wonder Woman that I just met while she's trying to push a man dressed as Princess Leia and Spider-Man into this pool at a Hyatt party. (laughs) Did people start, like, taking bets or, like, cheering her on? I, it was such a wild party. I don't think many people noticed, but it was Amazing. just it was just the most bizarre moment. And like the moment I got out, like because I just kind of got away. I was like, ah, fuck this. Like I didn't fight it. I just kind of like dipped out. Yeah, you were like, I, yeah. And then I tracked down Chev, who was dressed as Morty for Mick and Morty. Oh, I was like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> he was like, what was happening? I'm like, one woman just tried to push me in the pool. <laughs> yeah, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> She girl bossed a little too close to the sun. Yeah. Uh, and then I immediately left the party. My friend stayed. I just booked it back to this bar near near my uh, apartment. And I literally finished writing a novel that night because I write best when I'm anxious and when I'm like angsty and when I'm upset. And I was the perfect combination of those things. Wow. Like very much a what the fuck just happened kind of thing. You know, I try to do a nice thing and then she tried to got me into a pool. You know? <laughs> she- <laughs> incredible that's actually a pretty good story right that's a great yeah, that's a great one yeah a good three-parter and that's the last time i dressed up as spider-man for halloween wow um 
I okay, I am gonna tell my armed white supremacist story, but I thought of another story oh that's pretty funny too. Uh, but okay, so uh I worked at this really terrible restaurant and uh had a lot of close friends because we bonded about how terrible the job was uh from this job. And we were celebrating uh one of our coworkers' birthdays, and then another coworker was moving locations from New Orleans to Baton Rouge, so we wouldn't see him as much. So it was kind of like a like a big celebration. Um and like, of course, with this group of friends, like we would be out really, really late. So it's like at this point, it's like three or four. A bunch of people have left, but there's still kind of like a core group that would like go to another bar or whatever. And they're like, hey, let's go to another bar. And then the guy who was uh, who had like grown up in New Orleans and was like about to move to Baton Rouge the next day was like, no, you know what I want to do? What I've always wanted to do. And we're like, what is that? He's like, you know what? I want to pee on the PGT Beauregard statue in front of City Park, in front of uh, the Museum of Art. And we were like, you know what? That is a noble cause. I will support you in this. Um, So the people who are like on board were like me and my friend Ray. And of course, my friend uh, Sam, who was uh, going to change uh, locations and move out of town and then everyone else at the table was like yeah i'm not white so i'm not gonna participate in this i'm gonna fucking go home because like i'm gonna get arrested for this and you guys probably won't and like we were like yeah this is probably pretty dumb but like who doesn't want to pee on a statue of a a fucking confederate general slave holder that's in the middle of our city for some reason um anyway so we're like yeah you know we support you so the three of us three of us went on our journey to go pee on the statue. Um, actually, okay, there was, there is, actually this comes up later, there was a fourth person that said he was going to meet us there, but the three of us uh, drove, we definitely should not have driven, drove, do not, please call an Uber. Um, and so we get there, we park, and we go up to the, there's like, it's, it's, a, it's a traffic circle, it's a fucking mess, it's a terrible traffic circle, oh my god, it, like fucking like North Carrollton, and anyway, uh, it's a ter- terrible intersection, it's, it's this roundabout, but in the middle of the roundabout, uh, there's this giant ass statue of uh, PGT Beauregard um, in front of our city park, and uh, so we like, you know, it's like, it's, you know, three or four in the morning, so there's not many cars going by, and we just like walk to this, uh, this neutral ground area and we're like staring up the statue. The base is probably about 20 feet high. So we realized like, Hmm, peeing on the statue might be a little hard, but let's go for it. So we're like trying to figure out routes. Um, Important detail is that I recorded most of this. So the next day when I was like, this couldn't possibly have happened to me. I was like, wait, no, I have a video of some of it happening to me. Anyway, so one of my friends starts climbing and he actually gets pretty far up the base. And then uh, this cop car comes into the fucking circle and like my stomach drops into my butt, right? I'm like, fuck. Um, The cop car does not stop at the light, rolls through the light and from like... One of the cops shouting out the window, he goes, hey, get down from there and proceeds to drive off into the distance. And I'm like, oh, right. This is NOPD, also known as not our problem, dude. Also known as like, they're not going to bother us. Um, But 
it gets so much worse. So we realized that climbing the base of the statue is really hard, let alone like getting up onto the pedestal where the actual statue is and then climbing the bronze to get on the horse to get onto, cause he's on his fucking horse on the statue. Anyway, so my friend gets down and the three of us are all like, ah, what fucking sucks. We didn't get, we didn't accomplish our goal. Let's go back to our cars. And as we're going, we see these two dudes coming from the entrance to the, um, the city park and art museum. And they walk up to us and we realize they have fucking assault rifles. And I'm just like, oh, my God. OK, this is worse than the oh cops. My God. We, are, we are in the south and there are these like insane militia dudes who are just rolling up. And I just freeze. I fucking froze where I was. I think my arms were like up and I just like froze. and My shoulders were at my ears and I was just like still. And my friend Ray was doing the same thing. He like almost tried to speak, but then he kind of looked at me and I looked at him and we looked at my friend Sam and we realized like, okay, Sam, who is like a real Southerner, because I'm not a real Southerner. I was raised by people from Chicago and I'm from Texas, which is very different from the South. Um, I, you will understand that if you are from Texas, but I'm like scared to say anything. Right. I'm like, I, there's nothing I can say that is going to fix this situation. Like my friend Ray, who's from the Midwest is like, I, I'm not going to speak. Uh, so we let the, like, we let the, the person who was like going to be listened to the most, uh, speak to these men who were just like, are you trying to take our fucking statue? And we're, we just like, look at us and we're like, we're, clearly like just three dumb kids in our 20s like what we're not do you see we don't have we also like didn't have like a crane we were like i'm like bro we're like three like kind of like what do you think we're just gonna pick it up and take it of course we did not say these things but i said them in my head and uh my friend was just so he was just like the whole time Sam was like well you know uh trying to like agree with them, but not really agree with them. Cause clearly these dudes were like white supremacists who like, they can't take our fucking statues. It's heritage, not hate. And like trying to talk his way out of it. And like, it's kind of working, but it's not. These dudes are getting like, they're like angry. And you can kind of tell they don't know how to use the guns, which is, I thought was kind of funny. Um, Cause they like had the guns, but they weren't really like holding them properly or like anything. It was kind of sad in a weird way. Um, but of course I'm still frozen. And then our friend from Alabama shows up and he is not our, Oh my God. <gasps> That's the guy that I told the story about. Uh, I was fucking him for a week and he proposed to me. Oh my God. All, it's all connected. It's that guy. And anyway, he's from Alabama. So we're like, let's hit, let, let's let him do the talking. And he talks us out of those situation, that situation. And those militia dudes leave and we're able to get in our car and like all disperse and go safely home. To finish the story, about 20 minutes after that interaction, we all left. The, uh, this was completely like no one in the, no one knew this was happening, but that was the day they took down the statues. So the militia dudes had gotten the like had gotten the insider info that that was when they were going to come. Like they took all the statues oh. away at like four, at like 4 a.m. And like we had just left. And we got those militia dudes to leave. <laughs> so the people taking the statues down could do their jobs. That's kind of funny. Um, we did. We, did we accomplished something. Yeah, that's praxis. Right. But I, 
it was just goofy. And then I was like, well, thank God they took the fucking statues down. And then ev- then all these like fucking nut jobs all over the country were like, oh, they took the statues down in New Orleans. That's where we had all our most fun racist statues. Um, and, and like, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, that's that story. That one really sounds unbelievable. I think there was like 80 other insane things that happened that night. Oh, that was that night that burlesque dancer decided that she wanted to kill me yeah um oh wow that's a lot of stuff going on what year is that 2017 that was a chaos year well your listen, stories from 2017, 2017 was the your Krav- last Krav- spider yeah. yeah that was that was probably i think 2017 had, was like one of the most insane years of my life pretty insane so for me too 2018 yeah, I had a lot of my really weird things and my most insane oh boy that was a hell of a journey. Yeah. You would love them. They should be on this podcast because they are obsessed with like shitty YA literature and they love Hillary Duff. God, I, why haven't I gotten any of my fucking. I'm, I, I'm ready at any time for you to bring on a guest. Uh, you have another copy of the book. I give you full permission. Just uh, coordinate it and I'm ready. Okay. Yeah, I am going to like, I, because that's my superpower. Tom, okay, Tom, Tom I am a, I am a professional coordinator. <laughs> of, I'm really of, bad of. at it. And all my friends are either like depressed and cancel everything at the last minute because they're like sad and gay and depressed and also like mood. But the other ones have terrible schedules and are like, I'm free on the 27th of April at 4 a.m. And if you can't catch me, then there's no fucking way. And I'm like, all right. Speaking uh, I do also like to stay busy to stave off the existential dread. What were you saying? Speaking of, I'm very excited. We have a guest on surprise oh guest. God, this upcoming week, next week's episode will be a surprise guest who is a very happy compromise between the two of us. I would say oh, it's so a mutual excited. pick. I say this, is, a mutual... this is absolutely a mutual pick because I don't know if you know this, Dan, but we're friends now. we've been talking we've been talking constantly we've been sending memes he let me talk about the swords like i was like let's fucking go this is a homie now and we are absolutely gonna gang up on you next episode you're gonna start your own podcast without me okay actually no 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 no. i you know that i would absolutely do this with you but the thing is the podcast that i want to start for real though i want to sit i want to go through hbo's treme with someone and talk about each episode Ooh. i'd be, I'd be down like, with 100 percent. but you uh, but i can't have you do that <laughs> oh no I, why not because no 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 because first of all how did you want to pronounce the show before I told you how it's pronounced? Dream. <laughs> no, 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 no. You can you cannot. I will not even let you be a guest on this podcast. You are wow. not allowed. Fuck off. No. No. Um, no, I want I need someone local. Oh, uh, okay. Because I'm I'm not even I'm not even from here. And I want I want someone who lived here pre-Katrina because that is gonna be that's gonna add more to what I want to do, which is kind of like I, I think a lot of parts of the show are well done and a lot of parts are terrible. And I would like to highlight some of those parts that are terrible and, and a lot has not held up. Well, I don't think that show has held up at all, especially with like how badly and how rapidly the city is being gentrified right now. And it's terrifying. Um, it's, it's really gross. Uh, but like, I want to, I want to like start that pot. If you're, I don't have, we don't have any local listeners cause all my friends are fucking fake. Um, but if you are, <laughs> A local text me so we can start this podcast because i would start it with dan but i can't that's right 
this next question, <laughs> the next question we've been asked to answer is what monologues would be the one you would use to audition for these characters? Um, are you ready to do the monologue? Me? Or just, yeah. or just talk about the monologue. Oh, I didn't know we were doing them. That's well, it. Okay. I, if we're doing them, the I want time to prepare. Well, you have the option no. to perform it or just talk about it. I, I don't even, I, I want the option to perform it, but I didn't know there was an option. And now I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I've only, I, I've seen we'll the movie see that once. For next time. And the we'll whole see that for time. Next yeah, time. actually that's perfect. Cause I, my, sorry, my story is really long. I don't do drugs, kids. I just ramble. <laughs> so anything you want to plug besides kingdom hearts? Yeah. I'd like to plug my face hole with some fucking whatever the fuck I ordered. What did I get? Oh my God. I got Chinese food. I'm so excited. Uh, I would like to plug the movie Come On, Come On, which is in theaters now in most cities. Uh, Right now it's Wednesday, but it's going to be in theaters on Friday. So you know what? Go see Come On, Come On, which uh, has New Orleans. And hopefully it's done accurately. Well, it has some of my students in it. That's right, which is literally has some of my real human students that give me shit every day. But no, I love the the, no, I shouldn't say that. I love the kids that are in the movie are like, yeah. They're very good you kids, sh- actually. You should be in the movies. <laughs> you should be in the movies. Yeah. What I didn't like is that they gave us fucking four days notice of filming and I needed to get into my classroom and they were like, sorry, uh, which I get. Like, yeah, we're harder for cash. I get it. They were waving money at you and they were like, oh, fuck. Yeah, come on. Come bring all your fucking crew. Uh, sometimes people will film in our parking lot, which is fu- like just use the parking lot, which is fine. Um, that's valuable real estate, uh, a parking lot in the middle of the French quarter. So I understand, uh, one time I parked, went to put something in my classroom, put it back in my car and found human piss on my car that was not there when I left it. So that's a fun thing. Pee pee poo poo. Literally pee pee poo poo. Um, anyway, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, you slightly inconvenienced me and I know how to hold a grudge. So fuck you. We live in a society. We live in a society. I'm stopping recording. My students killed it, though. Before you go away, go away, go away, wait. This one's over, let it go and subscribe. Next episode comes next Sunday or next Monday. Please go rate our podcast on iTunes today. Don't log off, please just go and Please follow our Twitter till next Sunday or next Monday. Haven't you told a friend? Check us out today. Okay. Oh, great. Not only do I get slimed by pond scum, but I forget my report.